I'll tell you the story. Fuck it. It's off the cuff. You're listening to the GD Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Dads. Legends in game, heroes at home. What's up, everybody? It's Mike and Matt here for the GD Podcast. Clay and David can't be here for this recording, so Matt and I are going off the cuff. Volume 2. Well, of course, only the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, I I had the privilege to play on a 12-string in high school. And I think that's the only time I've ever touched one. My buddy's dad was like a huge guitar head. He's also the first Les Paul I ever got to play. Like the only, the first electric guitar I ever touched that was more expensive than $160. I tried a Les Paul once and they're not for me. I love, I love them, but the necks are just too thick for me. I, I have a, an Epiphone SG, you know, the cheap variant of the proper Gibson SG. Yeah, yeah. No, the SG is the, the one next- I want. On yeah, the wall, necks right there. Are, yeah, <laughs> the necks are um, thinner than the last Pauls. At least they were. They, they, they were when I was lost up to speed and all that. Yeah, I Ooh. haven't played one with my adult hands. By that, I mean my cock jugglers. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're talking about tonight. Your cock juggling hands. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can talk about anything. It's Mike and Matt off the cuff, baby. And tonight we're talking about cock juggling. No, no one. Volume two. We're talking about sexual positions. We're talking about <laughs> anal. No, no, we're not really. Quickly. Oh, rec- okay. Re- rectify that before we start losing half the listeners. Sure. I will. Gaining okay. a few, maybe. Gaining, getting a few. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I don't know what I was going to say. I threw I, myself off at anal. I, I was going to say, have I dislodged your train of thought there? <laughs> no, it's fine. I am. Uh, I'm here. I'm ready. I am uh, dreadfully sober, which does not make for a, a great off the cuff, but I'm, oh. I brought the wine bottle down. So, oh, oh, so the longer this goes on, the more frisky you're going to get. The fancy until I run out of wine, and then it'll just be diminishing returns. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know what? I mean, we're off the cuff, so this should just be part of the episode. Um, I can cut the anal stuff out if you want. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I am I am open minded. I've I've backed up into a finger or two in my days, and it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i guess uh clay is clay has come down with some some strep throat and uh and david is is dreadfully sleep deprived um and and what that means is we get episode two of mike and matt off the cough off the cough so who knows what we're gonna talk about let's just talk about clay and david the whole time <laughs> and then <laughs> not, not here <laughs> yeah. and then not mention it and then when the episode comes out they'll be like wait you guys talked about us the whole time they'll hear the interesting matt and mike discuss a couple of cunts 
That, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I can't wait to hear this episode. <laughs> who are they gonna? Who are they gonna rash now? Oh mm. shit! It's us. <laughs> yeah, I hope the better soon. I would say direct to the. But by the time they hear this, it'll be. Have you the, been? Have you been listening to the the episodes as they come out? I have indeed. Yeah. Okay. They're my they're my go to thing when like when I'm doing <clears throat> in my house the we're trying to split the chores as much as possible. I've been doing a lot more of it recently because my wife is working on her um, personal business. Okay. Um, Good for you. She, yeah, yeah. It's been tough with COVID getting it going. She took on a uh, a franchise called uh, from a company called Lingo Tots. They were on uh, Dragon's Den. I think it's is it the Sharks Tank or something you have in oh, the states? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, the, so the Lingo Tot was on Dragon's Den over here, and they were looking for investment to. Um, sorry for anyone listening there is a point to this um they were looking oh. to uh gain investment to take to like expand abroad and no one invested in them they said basically they just was they said stick to the uk it won't it won't work anywhere else right they were wrong um they're now in um uh in dubai i think somewhere in the saudi arabia anyway and they're in china and they're wanting to move into canada so basically it's um a very, very uh, inventive way of teaching languages to children. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it can be in schools. That's awesome. Yeah, it can be in schools. It can be you know, as part of their curriculum requirements. It can be in community centers for like uh, language clubs. It can be one-to-one tuition. Um, they use a lot of like singing and dancing and uh, role play stuff and just to get them engaged and it's really cool has but it yeah, been in she... the works for a while or because i feel like i remember you talking about it yeah yeah so okay. she took it on maybe offline but like i remember you talking about this a little bit yeah so in the months running up to the end of the year before covid um she took it on then was getting all set up and right when she was ready to launch covid hit and it just put a big big wrench in the works with it still obviously still struggling now so um she's getting lessons booked in now and stuff so it's, it's starting to get going uh what was my point i've forgotten where i was going with this yeah that was the that was the <laughs> sidetrack yeah um, what we, um, oh yeah i was doing so i'm doing more chores around the house to give her some right. time to really focus on that you know get get down into it with all the uh, paperwork and um, promotional marketing and whatnot so anyway, my um, biggest thing at home is keeping the kitchen clean and tidy. That's my favorite room of the house. Okay. Um, You're quite a cook, right? I mean, for a home chef, you, you've got some mm, skills, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I've my... seen you post stuff that I, you <laughs> know, I'm like, this is, you know, it's English food. So I'm very limited in my understanding of it. <laughs> I still, to this, like, I thought tea was like early afternoon kind of stuff. I didn't realize that tea was like more of a late afternoon. Well, that's a big debate over in, here in the UK. Oh, is it? So there are, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of places in the UK who don't even recognize it as a term for a meal at all. Okay. Uh, even here. I really uh, did think it was just like, oh, it's like 1 p.m., let's have a cup of tea. No, no, it's more of a Northern England thing where uh, teas your uh, what many in the UK would call dinner, right? But, but then you still eat like is... a proper supper, right? Do you stay at like you sometimes? Eat late? Okay, sometimes the kids it's, do more. It depends on do. the size of the tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tea for us in the north, it's it's your 
bigger meal at the end of the day, towards the end okay. of the day, late after late afternoon, early evening. Because sometimes people will post because, you know, now, thanks to Gaming Dads, I have, you know, Facebook friends in Australia and the UK and the Czech Republic, like all over the place. And every yeah. once in a while, a, a UK dad. out to Dan, Dan Einigel. Yes, Dan, I'm a hedgehog. Um, when uh, when sometimes sometimes somebody from the UK will post a picture of tea and it's like four carrots and a little bit of hummus. And I'm like, oh, OK, it's like a, no. it's an afternoon <clears throat> snack. And then some people will no. post, they'll be like, I had tea and it was like it's like a plate and a side dish and the plate's like <laughs> overflowing with food and vegetables. And I'm like, well, that's just that's dinner. That's like the big meal at the end. Yeah. Right? For me, from the, my part of the north, it's breakfast breakfast time dinner around lunchtime we still call it lunch sometimes but okay uh, then tea for your bigger meal usually end of the day and then as an adult i don't think i've had supper in years okay <laughs> elevensies um, but yeah um, i i like to cook um i'm not like i wouldn't call myself a chef no no i'm not professional at all but i'm good at cooking i'm, I'm willing to try anything i like cooking stuff that i know i'm not even going to eat if i know i'm not going to like mm -hmm. it just for the experience of it um but by... i was lucky because i like doing a lot of the cooking too and especially in the summer when i work earlier mm. I, I do all the cooking for dinners because i really really love it and i'm not that great at it but thankfully the bar was so low for melissa like <laughs> the, the meals that have been prepared for her i guess from either partners or herself or life or she just hates doing it herself so much that i'm like a god every time i cook dinner for the family but it's wow. not even that good so hopefully she doesn't oh figure that out i was going to ask you if you got a signature dish <laughs> oh man i do and it got it got the kids into experiencing like stronger flavors and stuff because they were going, okay they were going on a slippery slope down really bland shit i'm like nope don't want this um i posted it in oh make a shout out to anyone in the community or outside of it we have a dedicated subgroup for the gd community but it is our only one which is open to anyone friends and family anybody male or female anybody at all um called it's the called rape bunch. my anal oh no, no i'm sorry what is it but <laughs> man you're shitting on a promo right here what are you doing <laughs> i'm off the cuff baby i'm off the cuff Fuck it, anything goes no almost, please almost no put your cock away no <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway the recipe bunch yes the recipe bunch <clears throat> mm-hmm yeah, I was close. It was intended to be, I think it needs a bit more work on this, but we wanted it to be a place where um, we didn't want it to be like, rate my plate. Most people have heard of that word. Sure. Yeah, good yeah. fun, but I love that. Well, I, I <laughs> used is. to love it. It's gone a bit sensitive now for my liking, but it used to be all about the banter and now it's gone. Yeah, I love how brutal fancy it stuff. And, yeah, it's the fancy stuff that's on there. Like, I can't mm -hmm. roast this. <laughs> at all this is beautiful what are you doing here this isn't master chef get out i want carol and her beans and eggs um anyway so we were thinking what well, we knew we were brainstorming a way to create something that helped with the gd community in some way but also opened it up you know the whole vibe we have about respect and having a fun place to be and we thought, well, for everyone yeah. loves food. Let's make one of those. And yeah, the recipe bunch. We wanted people to share stuff um, that they like to make at home that they might have some tips and tricks. And so my contribution early on, and this is my signature dish, is sticky fruit chicken. Oh. So yeah, it was because I'm, I'm you know me, I'm quite fussy with food. And I love 
like the aromas and adventurousness, um, creativity of uh, Chinese food. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. admittedly, there's next to nothing about Chinese food that I can enjoy. But we got, um, we went out shopping to a supermarket or a store, as you guys call it. And um, <laughs> in the everything, everything feels so much more lowbrow, doesn't it? The store, <laughs> the store. Um, we'll come back to that actually. That should make some, always makes fun conversation. Okay. But, but um, yeah, so we're in the chilled section. You know, the uh, they call them ready meals over here, okay. where you just peel back the file, the file on the top of the plastic. Yeah, and yeah. Cook away. So there was this Chinese section. I think it was a promo thing they had around the Chinese New Year, and I picked one that was lemon chicken. So you get these uh, like these goujons and style things, uh, strips of chicken covered in tempura batter, which is my favorite batter. Okay. Because um, I love anything sweet. Uh, looking at you, sweet cheeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I get this meal, and it, it's got the chicken and the rice in another compartment. It's got this little tub inside with uh, lemon sauce. Now, I, again, I'm picky. I don't like dipping anything from a meal that's hot into a sauce that's cold. I just don't like that. So what I decided to do the first time was just heat the sauce with the oven and then try dipping it. It's like, yeah, not a fan. Even though I love lemon and I love fruit flavor with any kind of fruit flavor, I'll try with chicken. So uh, what I did was I got some metal skewers. I'm going to go off on a bit of a recipe here. I'll try and make it quick. So you get a deep, uh, deep pan, you know, that, okay. uh, a deep uh, tray. Sure. Um, and there's a reason for this. I'll explain in a moment. It has to be a deep one. And you basically um, get the chicken while it's still cold and get the sauce. And I've moved on to plum sauce. I prefer it to the, uh, to the lemon sauce now. But any fruit sauce that you like, basically, it's going to be messy. Um, coat it, coat the chicken in that sauce and then mm. skewer it. We have some like metal kebab skewers. That are like I don't know, like 10, 12 inches long. Mm -hmm. Skewer a few of those onto the kebab stick uh, uh, skewers, and then pop that in the oven. Now I have done this from scratch, made my own tempura batter. That's a whole much better recipe. But if you want to go quick, get the chilled ones that are already made with tempura batter. Anyway, make your oven nice and hot, um, and I think uh, 200, 220 maybe, and. What happens is because you've got them skewered and raised above Celsius for the people on, on this yes. half of the world. Yes, the correct <laughs> temperature format. <laughs> I don't know what that is in American. It's like 450. Yeah, the, what, the reason why is because when you put sauce on a batter like that and it cooks nice and quick and hot, it goes, it goes really sticky. Now, the first time I did this and experimented, I had it on a tray and it like it really stuck to that tray. And when I got them off, it just ripped that half off the, stuck to the tray. So you skewer them, raise them off the tray. And when you bring it out just at the right time, when they're starting to singe and you know, get the little um, brown blisters on it, that's when they're ready. And you know, it's done perfectly. When you put them on the plate, if you tilt the plate, they won't move. And it's so sticky and sweet. Sprinkle a bit of thyme on there too. That's my signature dish. Sticky, basically. sweet chicken. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. better, actually. Dude, I've been calling it sticky fruit, sticky sweet chicken. Yeah, it's even better. Oh, sticky um, fruit. Oh, have it with a nice fragrant fruit. rice, maybe like jasmine rice. I, I prefer sticky rice, um, which I've tried and failed to make from scratch. I need, I need a good recipe on that. But yeah, it's nice, sticky. Yeah, rice is a nightmare. I make I make no concessions when it comes to using minute rice. I don't care. 
I'm good with. I haven't mastered sticky rice, but man, I've been using. Uh, I've been on my little fitness journey, which we will come back to in a future episode. Because I need to shout out to Luke Bromfield, by the way. Are going to have him on as a guest for a like fitness health uh, episode around the life of parenthood and how challenging that can be. But I've I been... will be posing as the before picture for that conversation, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Matt will look like the actor. I feel so much better in myself now I've done that. I've been doing You look great. I mean, you haven't stopped talking. I'm literally interrupting you so that it's not just a Matt off the cuff episode. <laughs> yeah, please do. You know what I'm like, man. I can ramble on and on and on. But yeah. Well, the- I'm if you've noticed, I'm personally driving you off topic because you keep saying you don't want to go off topic. But <laughs> you you've managed to come back multiple times. No matter which way I tried to push you, you managed to come back to like being in the kitchen and cleaning. Yeah. Oh shit! I was talking about that, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Something to do See, with that why... time I helped you. I don't even know and what my point was. Ruse. I'm just doing a lot of chores around the kitchen. And well, through. you said you were. You said I'm you looking were helping at it right out now. A lot more. You were helping out a lot more because your wife's been busy. Was that was that a choice? Is that a volunteer thing, or does she have to kind of twist your arm sometimes, or even oh. just, or just like, or like let you know, like, hey, I could really use some help here, and well, you're like, oh yeah, duh, of course. Actually, yeah, and I'm glad you asked. Now, this wasn't the point I was getting at or stemming from, but I'm, I'm loving well it, talk baby. About it. Off the cuff! Off the cuff! Yeah, off like all these... This... <laughs> off the cuff! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is when we lose a lot of listeners. Um, no, please stay. It's going to be fun. Promise you. <laughs> the real ones are the ones that stay. The real true ones yes. will stay with us always. Yes, indeed. Um, no. So, uh, I'll go get a little personal here, because, you know, I mean the whole thing about this podcast is well at least for this first season is I want, I want people to get to know as well and mm-hmm. with the community i've always wanted to be open and um, transparent about everything I, I love that about being a dad and having this community around is, is that you could be as raw as you want and um my personal adage that i live by is i'm nothing is not a man who can admit to his flaws and i have had many over the last few months i've been off work for quite a while since like the beginning of the year dealing with anxiety and depression and shit um a lot of it was um, late onset from when we uh had the miscarriages and um yeah so i got to a point where it was affecting my relationship with the kids and you know i was snapping much much more quickly than i used to i've always prided myself on being a very patient man and Mm -hmm. i was uh losing sight of that you know me basically and um long story short me and the wife um well me mainly had to acknowledge that i was failing her and uh, myself and the kids so that's what really gave me the kick up the ass to you know basically be more present with the kids and be more active um in the activities you know the number of times they came to me and they said daddy can we do this i was just like i was making broken promises to them and i was i was saying yeah yeah we'll do it today we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it and just putting shit off with them and then i was right the, the longer it went on i was just like man i'm not the best dad i can be um so i thought i had a long hard look at myself and i thought my diet sucks i'm not getting any exercise um i'm putting shit off but both for me personally uh, my interests with my friends uh with the group um with my kids more than anything and i thought right it's time to make a change and i've just gone through a complete overhaul you know um the fitness thing 
it's just a, been a massive change for me. Mainly, um, not just my physical energy, but mentally, I'm much more alert and awake, and I'm much more calm. And me and the wife are we're not entirely 100% on the same page when it comes to parenting. That's been my biggest gripe with our relationship, but it's one we are definitely working on. Uh, that last episode, that's why I was thanking you so much for the ideas you shared because they're, they're definitely helping. Um, awesome. awesome. So anyway, I've, I've rambled on, man. Um, what about you? Um, this is actually quickly, this is why I mentioned to you that thread that I posted uh, just tonight in the group. So a big shout mm -hmm. out to everyone who's, commented on that because it's really blown up i was asking what's the biggest parenting challenge you've overcome or one you're going through that you reckon your fellow gds might be able to help out with and there's just so many things man it's humbling some of them um when i think about the biggest ones i've overcome mm -hmm. i think it's they pale in comparison man, to some of the things those guys have gone through but um what about you what do you think your biggest parenting challenge has been uh it's or is I don't know uh, I'm trying to think you know the first thing that comes to mind um, which is probably what the the answer is is um, just adapting to being a full-time father when it was just me mm -hmm. because how long a period a, was that sorry to interrupt how long did no was it's that? fine it was um, I would say it was a between ladies it was about <laughs> it was about a year and a half between wow when i moved out um and started living on my own and when we god it's and it's all blending together because of coronavirus and when um that fucking COVID, man. you know we we started getting real serious like you know moving in and i think I, during that time, you know, I had an apartment. I still had a full-time job. Uh, my, you know, I have parents that lived close-ish, but they were like 30 minutes away. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard enough when you're like 40 years old to call your parents for help, <laughs> especially mm. when, especially when you hate not being able to handle things by yourself. But, um, when, you know, so there was just, I had as much support as possible, but it just wasn't a lot. And, you know, I, I managed to do work and I, you know, managed to be able to, to get out of certain things when I had to, in order to, to be present. But it was, it wasn't just the scheduling part of it. It was, it was literally realizing how to be present as a father with them all the time. And like mm. sometimes sometimes you can do that when you're just relaxing and you're watching a movie, but you you really can't turn off mm. when when they're there. So it, even even the times when, you know, we would just kind of kick back and relax, there were, you know, things that they would see on TV or think, you know, things that we would talk about that like garnered a bigger conversation like a greater understanding of where they come from and and the state of the world and how i want you to live as grown-ups and how i you know answering questions about why you and mom aren't living together you know that was like that was almost all of my greatest fears of you know failure of weakness of you know appearing like a fuck up we're all just piled on top. 
mm. you know, and I had, I had good friends and a supportive family and, and, you know, it, it all has worked out for the best and came together, but it's weird that like, that's not a specific challenge. Um, but it was, it was really just the kind of that first week, cause you're still dealing with your own emotions, obviously about mm. like separating and splitting, because I didn't have a stable place to live for the first four months or so, like I was couch surfing and then I like rented a room in some old lady's house in the attic. And I slept on, Oh, I slept on this bed that I'm sure had bed bugs. And like, I had to, but, but like I had to buy sleeping bags for the kids and I had to do all this. And like, I was still given her money to pay for the house. And it was just like every, everything was getting drained out of me financially emotionally physically and it was just taxing and and so i would i would only have the kids a couple of days a week during those times because i didn't really have stable housing i didn't have a bedroom to call there so you know there weren't any lawyers involved at this point but it was just sort of an agreement that we came to that like i'm not comfortable with you spending a lot of time with the kids mm. if you're not in a stable environment and that was like, oh, fair enough. yeah, ab- absolutely. But for me at the time, it was like she was her family is a little wealthier than mine is. You know, they came by it honestly enough, but her family just had more means in general. And so I knew that her extended support group, or at least I assumed, you know, in my my ego assumed that her extended support group had more stability and more funds and more you know ability to take care of her and what am I supposed to do and I'm the one looking for an apartment and still helping you with bills and blah 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 but again like for stability for the kids yeah you can't spend a week with dad when he's living in old Miss George's house in the attic (laughs) sharing a bathroom with three other strangers who are renting other rooms in her palatial estate yeah so it was just like it like that that time period in general it was just a an all-consuming weight of of i'm not worthy i should just give in and do whatever she wants i should just be you know like i should be with her still but give her as much space and time as she wanted and as a completely separate story, you know, the people who we are and the decisions that I finally made for myself and realizing what I hadn't been getting out of the relationship for those eight years, what, what had been falling apart for me and, and coming short for me was irreconcilable in addition to the things that she was feeling and like the person that she became. Cause we were very young when we first started dating mm. And she was just finishing her last year of college. And I was like, like 30 or, you know, 28 or something like that. So there was just, she she changed a lot and I changed a lot because marriage and, and having a kid. And then, you know, nine months later going through what I went through, you know, I had, I had cancer. I had testicular cancer 11 years ago. When uh, when my son was nine months old, my first son, and it was just like so. Now I'm going. Now I'm going off on a tangent about like how our man is fun. How fun. our relationship ended, but but that that time in my life of feeling like there's no way to go back now, but I don't know how to go forward because all I want is to spend time with my boys and God, like how I've taken for granted letting her take so much of the slack, you know, because I would come home from work and like I'd have time to play with the kids and stuff. But like I wasn't making dinners. 
I still wanted to go like, oh, you know, my buddies are are online playing Battlefield. Can I jump on? You just pulled into that mindset of needing to escape. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. just not being present with the family and being, you know, realizing how much responsibility I wasn't f- fully taking care of. You know, I have my own OCD things like I clean the house. I take care of the yard. I'm the sole trash taker outer, you know, all that kind of stuff in the, you know, I wasn't lacking in responsibility. It was just the actual parenting. I was taking care of a house just fine. I was playing with the boys and, you know, having a good time. But, but again, more like I was just playing with a couple of really, really young friends and it's Mm -hmm. like, we're just, we're just hanging out playing toys together. So it wasn't, it wasn't really like being present as a dad and being like, Oh my God, like these are the moments. This is the time right now when I need to be just, you know, explaining this thing to you. This is when you're going to learn it. You know, we're here now. Yeah, man. I mean, cause I, cause I think about all the moments in my life when I learned something that stayed ingrained in me, whether it was a, whether it was a bad habit or, you know, hmm. something my dad always says, or like, for the, you know, it's anything my dad said, especially when it was an expletive, is like lodged in my brain as the appropriate response for something when it happens. So yeah. I know this shit sticks with you because I'm 42 and I still think the same like collection of expletives that my father would say when driving and somebody would cut him off. What, whatever the excuse is, like I always think of it. So it was just um, I feel like that's a whole collection of challenges. Fun. You know, any any father that's struggled through getting a separation where you couldn't stay in the same house. You know, thankfully, she and I were friendly. So we we communicated. It was just I had no resources. I had no I had very little help at first. And um, it was just it was just hard living like that and still trying to take care of them and realizing that, like, oh, man, I haven't been present for so much of your life it really made me a better dad to have to be on my own like that. Yeah, man. So. Well, well, thank you, man, for all that. I mean, don't worry about going off on a tangent and like that. And this is one of the things I'm, I bet a lot of the community will enjoy listening to because. Well, I'm so going to cut that whole of, part out though. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause it's something that comes up often in the community is when. Yeah. And I love that we can bring this back to the GD community so often, man, because. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that a lot of them are listening or just nodding their head and thinking, shit, yeah, been there, well, done, yeah. That, been there well, done that. I mean, you are really, I mean, I was already proud of you, man, for because I knew to a lot of extent a lot of the things you've covered there, not as much detail as that. So, right. yeah, thanks for sharing it because your testament to, I think, what a lot of dads, I mean, especially some who might be a bit more on the bravado side and don't really want to admit this kind of thing out loud, but sure. Parenthood really does show you, I mean, in my experience, how fragile your um, position as kind of like that role model can be. Yeah. Sometimes, especially when you're going through time trying times that would put a strain on anybody. But when you've got the whole parenthood thing on top of it, that just amplifies little things. And well, yeah, because when you when you break down and you realize that you're you're lashing out. Yeah, because you're because you're angry about something else, or you're lashing out because you're feeling mm. insecure. You feel like to, to to realize where that source comes from, and that you know a lot of times it's a lack of being 
vulnerable and and asking for help or even just like I I don't I don't really do therapy, but I know that it helps people. I have gone to therapy in the past and mm-hmm. I did I did go for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm starting it myself too, actually. Yeah. And uh and I think it can really help people. I don't I feel like I don't have the funds or the time for it right now, and that's probably Oh man, yeah. But I but I get it I get it out in different ways. Like thankfully I talk to Mel, like she's that kind of partner where I can fall apart if I have to, and she's like, Do you feel better? Like now that we've talked about this, maybe you feel better. You have a better angle on it. You have some, you know, like whatever she's there for that, you know? And I got, thankfully again, because of this group, you know, I got a lot of friends online that we can jump into a game together and I can kind of unload and they're not going to judge me or make me feel bad. So I feel very grateful that I have that, but like, but that, that even just the ability to talk about it with somebody, even strangers in a group where somebody says, yeah, man, I feel you. This is what helped me. It might not help you, but you know, it's not, it's not that medical advice. It's that friendly. I feel you that empathy that makes the world go around, you know, like it's the reason yeah. why that one random day you were like, I'm gonna buy this motherfucker's coffee behind me. Ain't nobody <laughs> going to stop me. What's yeah. that? I'm paying for that car's that car's thing too. And they're like, okay, just because I know later, you know, that dude got up to the window and he's like, I just saved, six bucks awesome that that dude's awesome maybe somebody else will pay it forward but like that 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 pay it forward ripple effect man yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. um one thing i just want to go back to um whilst we're on that subject of um being present and how uh, things can affect you without you know it can be a slippery slope one of the things that really like i said it kicked me up the ass was for a long time um, like I said, it was affecting my relationship with the kids, how I was being, um, and in ways that I wasn't being good enough. It affected the, my relationship with my daughter more than anything. Um, she's, uh, she was breastfed. Um, um, so she always had a bit of a tighter bond with, with her mom, with her mother. But I'd noticed that, um, she was taking me being bad cop harder than my son was and it got to a point where i was noticed mm-hmm. that it was our relationship was there was a divide there it was much you know we're much more distant she'd just as little things like she um you know and i how can i like how can i give an example so i had this song for example that when she was uh about two um when i was we were getting her to sleep and she was struggling to get to sleep and stuff i'd give her a cuddle and i'd sing this little song to her that i made up and it involved like, the lyrics involved me um, saying, like, I love you, you love daddy, um, we love cuddles, one, two, three, and basically. Um, and she started interrupting me with the song and saying, uh, replacing the word daddy with mummy. And that's one of the times when I first started noticing it, you know, she was playing up a lot more with and refusing to do what I told her to do, and she'd go to mummy and like, to, just little things like that and right. I, I just noticed that we'd gone from being like best buddies to me just being <laughs> the evil dad telling her what to do and shit and i had to work real hard on um basically just opening up to her and saying here's my time with you what do you want to do that helped a lot giving her she's a very strong-minded little girl mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like a lot of little Good girls her. Are. yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she's definitely going to be a leader put it that way and she's our relationships flourished since then 
Um, That's awesome. But yeah, but it has with my wife too, because there were a lot of times when, like I said, we weren't communicating properly. There was a lot of um, passive aggressiveness going on. Again, a lot more on my mm. part than hers, admittedly. And I'm at a point now where I still slip up now and then. Obviously, I'm still human. Right. But I'm much better off when I can recognize when it's happening to me and when I've reached my limit. And we're, we're much more of a team. And likewise, because of the stress she's under, you know, especially with this business that she's tried to get going. And I know, I know it will, but <clears throat> I can recognize when the kids aren't, you know, whether they're misbehaving more towards her. And it's just about, you know, maximizing the teamwork we have together. So it's really helped yeah. a lot. But my, yeah, my relationship with my daughter is much, much better now. Um, well, I think it's hard sometimes too for us to to actually admit wrongdoing. You know, it's a it's yeah. a con- it's a it's a constant stereotype. I think a lot of times is that you know we're always right, the men are always right, but it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely we are. Though. We, are. <laughs> we just pretend not to be. Just for, no, no. I no the the customer is always right. That's the. Um, but, but I think, I think there's a, something that I, that is a weakness for me is when I feel like we're past something and it's, and it's particularly, you know, embarrassing or frustrating for me to think about like, oh my God, I can't believe I ever thought that way. Or I can't believe that I treated her this way when I should have like anytime that we move past something, I just want to forget about it. But I think, and I think it's really important, something else that I've learned, not necessarily to dwell on the past or to rehash things that are case closed. You certainly don't have to do that, but like just, just, just being, um, you know, open to the idea that the work is not done. So like when you, when you're sort of like, I've, I've improved my relationship with my partner I'm I am the kind of person that's like sweet. All right, let's sit down and put our feet up, mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, great, we've like we've started this journey. It's nice that it's here now. Let's enjoy it, but let's like be vigilant for when it's time to start working again, because you don't get up a mountain by going. We walked really far today. Good job, everyone. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how <laughs> you wind up on the back, staying on the side of the mountain for your whole life. So it's it's hard and it sucks, man. I just want to. It's like achievements in games, right? I just want to. I want to get the trophy. I want to check it off. I want to be done. <laughs> I want to move on. But it's just you know, relationships, whether it's you know with with your kid or with your partner, are just not like that. It is it is mm. a constantly evolving. You're not like you're not reading always a, a work book. in progress. Yeah, you're not reading a book. You're writing a story. So it's not <laughs> it's not done until it's done. You know, even my relationship with my ex is constantly evolving because she's got a boyfriend and they're getting serious. And we, you know, we like it, it's always a conversation about the kids. And I'm just I'm I, I'm grateful that we have that kind of open communication in the in the post that you made. I'm, I'm going to keep saying today, but we're recording this, you know, back in May on mm. May 16th. So it's, it's a post that you made a while ago by the time this episode comes out. But yeah. You know, there's people who have said family court was like the hardest thing that I ever had to do as a dad. And there's 12 replies to it of people like supporting him, you know, and this is within the first like hour since you posted it. Mm. 
But uh, even like you said, you know, uh, dealing with a teenage girl is in here. I'm not. Oh, man. Um, I had. Yeah, I've got four sisters, so I'm well aware of what's coming because I, I was the brother that saw it happening. <laughs> yeah, some of it, some of it, I think, is inevitable for teenagers. But it's funny. We have it. We have a 10 year old girl in this house and and Mel's already like, I can't. I'm not ready. Like, I'm not ready for the I hate you, mom. I'm on my phone by myself in my room. She's like, she's just she's not ready for that yet. And we can see it starting with like the 10 year olds. I don't think you can ever be ready for things like that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course. But it's it's funny with my boys. I kind of feel like I'm like, they're always going to want to hang out with me. Obviously, I'm so cool. But I, you know, but maybe that's just me trying not to think about it because my oldest is 11 so we're we're getting there they're getting the hmm. sex talk this year in school they sent a you know the school sent the, oh wow the school sent the letter home and it was basically i don't want to go off on a tangent on public school either in america but the letter came home and it was like we just want you to know that we're going to be talking about the birds and the bees with the fifth graders like this is the time that we do it that's you know when they're 10 and 11 years old that's when I got to talk to in school. But again, my mom had already had the talk with me a little bit. So you covered that in one of the previous yeah. episodes. Yes. <laughs> so For anyone who hasn't listened to it, go back and listen to the other episodes. <laughs> I forget which it was, but yeah, it's a funny story. And um, I felt awkward for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so good. Like in retrospect, that's one of those stories that I just, I love it. And I, and sometimes I'll even bring it up with my mom and she thinks it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like Will and I have talked very frankly about a lot of aspects of sex. Like I'm, I'm talking masturbation, ejaculation, pregnancy, like all these, all this stuff. I feel like he's going to sit down in this class and be like, yeah. So I, I kind of have to have yeah. a talk with him about like, hey, because he's he can be a know it all. Like when he has knowledge, he wants to share it with everyone in the room, especially when it seems like somebody doesn't know what it is like someone who's clearly confused will and he's always been that way because he's also helpful but it can get to be a lot when he's like oh i know that answer get out of my way everybody (laughs) oh man that's a topic i'd love to explore right now oh yeah so i'm just i'm just i want to kind of warn him and be like don't be mr know-it-all you know don't be like don't be like interrupting the teacher with like ejaculate (laughs) (laughs) quoting bra sizes and explaining how tampons work and Be like, well, actually, you you there are different kinds of sex. You can also have oral sex, you know. Like that's, oh. that's what I need him <laughs> screaming out in his with his fifth grade class. Can you imagine that? Like, I I know what the Kama Sutra is. Like, what? Whoa, <laughs> too far, <laughs> way too far. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm where it's nothing's nothing's been graphic. It's all been very medical, but like. You know, what what I think is a problem, and again, this could I don't want to go completely off topic on like what we do and don't teach our kids about sex, but it could make a crazy episode someday. I think there's, you know, so much fear and, and puritanism around the actual like act of, of like like kids as they grow up being like, oh, this is something I want to do because it feels mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, the lack of information sometimes that is perpetuated, I think is dangerous. It's like, you know, it's like when, when a kid turns 14, man, they're going to get a gun no matter what. So we can either talk (laughs) about it, we can talk about it, or we can show them a video of somebody shooting. 
So we're just going to show we're just going to show them a video and uh, in health class and we're going to back off and hopefully they're okay. So it's like I just, you know, I think it's I think it's good for him to be like, no, no, don't you know, I, I don't know. I think it's good for him to know certain things because I want him to make good choices when it comes to consent yeah. and like like getting consent as well as giving consent. And so I think understanding a lot about your body and what what sex is, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. is really important. But so but I need to keep him from being from being fucking Alex Trebek up there. 20 questions <laughs> <laughs> asking people, do you do you know what the sticky white fluid is called? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I was thinking the, <laughs> I was, was a challenge. To this. <laughs> I should put that in the group. I'll put that on the post. I'll be like talking to your kids about sex because oh, while I'm man. very op- I'm very open about it and comfortable to talk in a. Oh, it's a very you know, valid one. Do you know? I don't think we've. I don't know if we've ever had a full conversation about. It. I mean, it must have come yeah. up at some point, surely. Maybe. But when you, we started talking about your kid coming out and being knowledgeable about things mine was nothing when i was thinking about nothing to do with sex ed mm. um i don't mind that you brought it up though it's like that's a cool topic to cover it's gotcha. something that every single parent is going to have to cover at some point. oh you were you were talking about when i said that that will likes to share information about stuff when yes. he knows it oh yeah yes yeah. and being he's, a little know it all he's going to be difficult with spoilers too he's been really good because they've seen a lot of movies that like mel and penny haven't seen so he's been mm. really good about spoilers but i can see him i can see it when he watches the movie and he's like the part's coming up the part's coming up <laughs> he just wants to tell somebody <laughs> so bad bye bye suspense this you know yeah it's like in skyrim when the battle music comes it's like oh oh there's something here i haven't seen it Oops, yet but yep here come the drums something's bye, close by. bye immersion there we go it's probably a, a um, giant rat or something here's a question for you what's all right what's, um i'll give you an example um, I was thinking, what's the most random or funny or uh, a pleasant surprise of information that your kids came to you with? So just yesterday, Olka comes up to mm, me. Okay. He's really in that mode of being a sponge for information, now, especially anything to do with nature. And he comes up to me after school. We got uh, did the school run, brought him home, and he was excited all the way back. So, like, Daddy, I want to talk to you about something. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. I was like, okay, to just wait till I get home. I'm driving. Um, there's a maniac nearby to us who was recently in a car crash because he turns fucking corners on the estate way too quick. And I'm like, ha! Anyway, sorry, that's another story. <laughs> He's a dick. I don't even care if he's listening. You, mate, you're a dick. And it's. Um, and I told him it was going to happen. He nearly ran us over crossing the road. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'll tell you the story. Fuck it. It's off the cuff. So we're crossing the, <laughs> we're crossing right, the road. Yeah. Off the cuff! <laughs> I mean, he he drives this this uh, what you, I guess you guys would call a pickup truck over here. They're not as common as regular cars, so we mm-hmm. it's a little term I came up with called a monstrosity. So it's, <laughs> the kids are like, "Oh, look, he's driving a monstrosity!" And yeah, so he does. And, um, so we're crossing the road uh, in our estate, and we're about five or six feet away from crossing, and this. Maniac, as we've come to refer to him as, because I, you know, I, I'm trying to avoid teaching my kids a few too naughty words just yet. And yes, yeah, yeah. So he barrels around this corner. It's a 20 mile per hour zone, and when you're taking a corner, that that's not a target. You know, you slow right the fuck down because you can't see what's coming. Anyway, he barrels right across it, and he's one of those guys who, you know, if you, if you see someone crossing the road, you'll slow down. 
an approach carefully and then go on your way. He fucking doesn't. No. Um, and there are a couple of other parents in the area who've experienced this with him. So he just carries on. It's beyond the speed limit, I'm sure. And it's like the car is like maybe a foot behind me as he crosses. And my son isn't even on the pavement yet. And neither am Damn. I. So I looked over. I was like, hands up, like, what the fuck, man? And carried on walking. He turned around and, you know, came back onto the main road and pulled up at the opposite side, holding traffic up in the process, winds his window down and starts having a go at me like, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? I was like, mate, you, you nearly just ran us over. You're, and it, it was a long conversation, if you can call it that, where he was basically saying, well, you should be more aware of traffic in the area. I'm like, what? <laughs> I said to my son on the way, I just walked away, carried on walking, I can't, I just can't deal with this guy. I know what this guy, this guy's not going to apologize. Um, See, it's very, it's said, very strange. I feel like the, the coasts in America are very different on the West coast in like Los Angeles. If you mm. step off a sidewalk and a crosswalk, it is the car's fault. 100% if it hits you and they'll like slow down, you can just like walk and cross streets in new york or philly if you step off a crosswalk without looking <laughs> it is absolutely yellow cab right of way <laughs> like yeah. they they will run you down and they will throw a, a card with their insurance information out the window as they continue on to their destination <laughs> but go well, ahead so this guy was like hollering at you holding up traffic and you were just like i'm just gonna walk away i'm with the kids yeah yeah like, whatever drove... you're an ass i've said my piece <laughs> yeah he when we Card and walking went around the corner onto our street. He rolls forward a bit and watches us walk down the street like he wants to see which house we're living at. Oh, no. <clears throat> so I slowed oh, down no. my walk. I thought, I don't want this guy to know where we are. He's a fucking maniac. Um, and anyway, I said to my son, this was a prime opportunity for me to give him a lesson about safe driving, even though he's mm -hmm. nowhere near that age. No, it's um, never too early. I've, ever. I've, no, I've often, um, if, I, if, if they're in the car and something happens, that's dangerous. I'll, ex you know, I'll explain to him why I'm fucking terrified of what has happened. Right. Um, What's well, good. So it makes I them said, good pedestrians too. It's not just yeah. about teaching them good driving. It makes them yeah. more I mean, aware. we were crossing safely. It was just the fact that he came barreling around that corner past the speed limit and didn't give a fuck. But I said to him, that maniac one day is going to either hit someone or hit something. And, you know, it's a matter of time. And it did. Recently, I saw him pulling up in a courtesy car. <clears throat> and I said, well, there it is. It's happened. And we saw in a little community group we're in on Facebook that he turned that same corner and crashed into someone because he was cutting the corner and going onto the wrong side of the road and he crashed into someone. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really yeah, can't remember how I got onto this. I was going to talk about something else completely. It was. I'm, and trust me, I've been trying to think too because I was trying to hang on <laughs> to the thread so that we could circle back to it because I thought it would be fun. But it, it, I really do think, you know, I, I said that sort of like Ed McMahon. I don't know if you get that reference, but Ed McMahon was Johnny Carson's right-hand man who would basically just go, yes, sir. Like he would just, whatever Johnny <laughs> said, Ed McMahon was like, 100%, sir. I have no you know, idea I, what you're talking about. Okay. okay. <laughs> on a talk show, on, the, on the, the Tonight Show. Anyway, many years ago, they're all dead. They're all dead, all of them. Um, oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're long gone now. The um, but no, just I, I was I was just parroting because you said you know oh teaching about driving and I was like never too young never too young and that was <laughs> that was my Ed McMahon but I do I do actually take that very seriously like my kids 
uh, when they're in the car with me. I I have taught them about driving since they could understand the words that I was mm. saying. And it's just because, again, like it, when when I rode bikes as a kid, I was more aware of the road because my dad spent that time with me, you know, like in the car. He was he was actively like talking about driving while driving. Yeah. And um, so the kids already know, like my number one rule, the first thing I ever teach my children is every other driver is an idiot. And that's that's just <laughs> like, but that's like the paragraph title, right? I then, of course, go into, you know, I said, that's the, you know, like, that's the easy way to remember it. What it means is you always have to expect that yeah. any person at any given time is about to do the dumbest thing possible in the car because it's a two-ton mm. death machine and you need to be aware. So I tell them every driver is an idiot, but then I make sure to, to phrase it with, I'm not saying they're all stupid. I'm saying you have to understand that at any point, it's like the matrix. Any one of these <laughs> could turn into an agent and fly up a road. Cause I'm, you know, I've had, I had friends killed in cars when I was in elementary school. Yeah, um, in car accidents, I've had friends drunk driving. I've had friends fall asleep, and I was so, in one that scared the shit out of me. Oh man! Yeah. So I've had so many people die in in vehicles, and so had my dad. You know, so that 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 really has become something that I think is important for kids to understand what street signs mean. Like I said, my oldest one is eleven, and I would if he could reach the pedals, which he can actually because he's like a full size man right now. Um, <laughs> he's like he's like five foot six. And 170 pounds. He's like, which mm. is, um, you know, like 11 stone. So it's he's almost, it's almost he, as heavy as me. He's a he's a big beefy dude, um, and he he gets it from me. Um, but like, I could, I bet I could put him in in a car, <laughs> and I bet he could drive safely around like a guitar. He would probably he would probably bump into stuff because he doesn't have the depth perception. But rules wise, I bet he could drive a car in an emergency if he had to. Yeah, did I just think oh, that's an important skill? Is I this, just remembered what we get back I was going to talk about. Yes. yes, I remember what it no. was. My kid off the oh. cuff. <laughs> We're off the cuff, bro. It's awesome. The cuff. Um, <laughs> man, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about kids being know-it-alls, and I was saying how I picked oh, my son yes. up, and we was talking on the way home, knowing what he was going to want to tell me about. So he came to me when we. We sat down and we're getting um, you know, settled in for the evening. And he says, Dad, Daddy, Daddy, I, I, <laughs> I know things about camels. I was like, I'm not prepared for this. Okay. So I was just like, offload. Come on, tell me what you know. And he actually educated me. He said, why do you know why camels have humps? And like me, I thought, I instantly thought, yeah, they store water in it. And he said, no, no, they don't. They store fat in their in their humps. I was like, "Do they?" And I haven't Googled this since. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, so I was like, "This is a six year old right here," <laughs> and I knew this was like the focus of one of his lessons about uh, nature, sure, and animals sure. at school. And he went on and on. He was talking about all these things about where they are, how they live, and he was like, oh, no, "Yeah, I they have it. these special eyelids to protect them, protect them from the sun." And I was like, "I was thinking, I know that, I know that," but I was like, oh, "No!" And I thought, <laughs> "I love it, man." When when they when he when they come to you and you realize how big a sponge their brains are at yes. that age, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, if. It, 
I've absolutely learned. I'm trying to think of a specific thing. I've absolutely learned stuff like that from my kids. The the way I the way I make myself feel better is I'm like I've I've forgotten more things than you've ever learned. So of course <laughs> you know that camels have fat in their homes. But know. yeah, that my uh, my youngest who is seven, well turning eight next month, um, is uh, is oh, definitely like to you. <laughs> he he definitely gives you like the. Uh, animals he wants to be a vet but he's also it's he like he's also kind of allergic to animals as well um wow. so but like he loves dogs we just got a dog last week last oh. friday um we just got a puppy that um you know has been in the works for a while because we found out that he was allergic to dogs but mm. we wanted to get a hypoallergenic dog anyway Wait, what there are hypoallergenic dogs not so not a hundred percent because some dogs still like you know basically a dog that doesn't shed you know it's the hair and you know <laughs> stuff like Sorry, that i thought you were so, gonna say does it shit like, no it what? doesn't it definitely shits it shits everywhere but it doesn't shed hair um is a really big help you, you can kids can still be allergic people can still be allergic yeah, to like yeah. the dog's saliva and all that stuff but um Anyway, he's just like he's also been overcoming a lot of his allergies of late. So um, but he wants like he will tell you stuff about breeds of dogs. He will go on about like dinosaur facts and things like that. And so he he's definitely but he's like that. I just learned a thing. So I want to tell you about it. Mm. Will it I feel like is a huge sponge for information and just stores it until the time is right. And I feel like you know, someone says something that's that's a, a trigger word for his brain and the computer inside just clicks it on and pulls. The, Here's the information we've been saving until we heard this question. And he'll just like <laughs> rattle out like your own but, personal Wikipedia right there. Yeah. 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 But I, I'm, I'm, I swear he, he probably just gets it all from YouTube because he's <laughs> he's definitely the one who um, but he's he's my kid that wants to be a chef. Um but also like wants to go to the army. And I think, think he's just got those like, or he wants to be, he wants to be the first person to invent a hoverboard. And I was like, well, that's, I mean, that's like, you might want to go into like engineering. That's going to be a lot of science and math, which he's really good at, but he hates. He's super good at math and he can't stand doing the work. And I'm like, mm. it, it should be relative. Like, imagine if this was, difficult for you like how frustrating it would be and you know we've talked to his teachers sometimes you know we're not trying to be like he's gifted but we're like if, if it's frustrating for him is it possible that there's something more complicated and then but then when he gets something that's more complicated he still has challenges with it it's just like it's almost like once he learns a thing it's like it's like a photographic you know memory thing like it just gets yeah. locked in there so whenever he's tried to go and learn something you know a little more advanced he still has the same kind of blocks but if he's learned it he's just like boom i'll rattle it off so he probably got that from his mom because again i really have forgotten more things than he will ever learn because yeah i i can't even keep track anymore yeah yeah me too my yeah you know me my memory's like a fucking colander it's, <laughs> it's not great so you thought so did he um this was this was on the way home. You got the mm. down low information about um, camels. <laughs> yeah. 
how what's the um what's the next step like i know i don't want you to go into um too much detail about the fitness world but as far as like where you are right now like we started with you know exercising which has created a better relationship with your wife a better relationship with your kids like what's what's the next step right are you gonna put put the book down like i always do and be like done like I know you're doing couch to 5k so you're not there yet yeah. right you're still you're still like in that program yeah yeah um I'm the kind of guy that when if I'm succeeding at something I'm constantly thinking what's the next step like you say what's the um, okay how can See, I, I think this? what is gonna go wrong that's the <laughs> I, I'm the glass half empty guy when I'm succeeding at something like writing songs or doing whatever I'm like okay what's gonna happen what's gonna go wrong I'm, I'm 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 going to be a bit pedantic here. Not I've always said the glass isn't half empty or half full. It's simply halfway. Oh, there you go. Depends on the journey, huh? Yes, yes. So the way I look at things is think what can go wrong, what can get better, and then I kind of prepare for things in advance. So, um, for me, I it's, it, part of the thing that propelled me to do well at it is that my son came to me one day and said uh, he was talking about this kid at school who he said he's the fastest um <clears throat> and i have a very competitive streak especially <laughs> from knowing when i was at school and i didn't have a dad around um anyone listens to the previous episodes knows why i won't go into that again um yeah so i didn't have anyone to push me with that because my mother was just too tired and you know, she did a good job with us of course but sure but there just... were also several kids right there were yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i just didn't have um you know any kind of guidance on how to really maximize my abilities with certain things um so with him if he's come to me and said he's enjoying something um, but he's not the best at it then i'm like right time to go superhero on this and he knows why like when I'm talking about my progress with him, I'm constantly updating him on it. I'm my daughter too, but more so him because he's older and he understands it more. Sure. Um, I'm trying to get him into kind of recognizing that I'm bettering myself both with diet and fitness and stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it was a bit of a, not a struggle, but you could see that it was a bit of a shock to the system for him when he came out with me running um but he's like just earlier tonight when it was going up to the kbt kids bedtime i just want to i really want to i want to see the community using that abbreviation more um kbt yeah kbt um when it came to that um i said right i'm gonna read elsie's story first and i'll come back to you because if i do it the other way around she'll just be running around while my wife's feeding jasper um, getting him to sleep so it's just easier to get to sort Elsie out first and he I walked into his room as I was saying this and he had one of his heavier toys I think it's from um, uh, Octonauts you know, the, one of the ships that they have um, anyway he's lifting this up and he's um, like basically like weight, using it as a weight and I walked in I was like Oakley what are you doing and he said I'm training I was like oh He's actually doing this now. He's taking it to like at random points in the day. He's training in any way he can really find stuff to like work Dude. on his speed or on his strength and stuff. I was like, okay, carry on. 
that keep is doing awesome. that yeah yeah i came back and he was um he was still doing it he was looking for things in his room he was like, i need something heavier like, mate yeah i mean you're six years old you i was thinking you're six years old you don't need to worry about you know building muscle and all that kind of thing yet but even at bedtime he's it's still in his mind taking over thinking about fitness and shit and he's uh much more alert and um yeah it's i can see it's it's building his mental approach to health and stuff which was something admittedly that we were that i was lacking in um, right as a dad it was one of the like i said earlier one of the aspects of me and my dad game that was lacking my diet wasn't great and i wasn't exercising and now they see me doing it they're they're just really getting into it so well, that's cool. You're being a, a positive influence and a, a positive example, right? Yeah, you're, and I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> <laughs> you're you're living it rather than saying it or or ordering it be done. Do as I say and as I do. Whereas before it was do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, right. It was do as I say and get me the beer right now <laughs> because this is a multiplayer game online and I cannot pause it. <laughs> give me well with that you want to wrap it up yeah i think yeah i think we're natural <laughs> dude i now. had such a good conversation with you yeah i man. love you endlessly and this is such good fun for me and i think you're you're an awesome person Thank i you. think the whole world should know not just your hometown that worships you with the statue <laughs> it's never gonna end is it it's never gonna end <laughs> Dan Menzer should be nicer to you because he is in the presence of greatness. <laughs> but yeah, I hope yeah, um, I, I will we'll have to go drop some comments on that thread um, just about how <laughs> in a couple of months well, we're going to mention some of this stuff. Yes. And maybe maybe see if there's anybody there we can help out. And that's like, especially if you're listening in gaming dads, you know, you don't have to be like a hero every day, but everybody's got different perspectives. So if you ever have good insight to drop on, you know, somebody's question, if you don't, you know, don't be a dick, <laughs> just move on. But <laughs> I mean, otherwise, um, you know, the Matt mentioned the recipe bunch, which is a group that's open to not just GDs. So you can invite your partners and friends and people you don't even like that much and just see what they cook and laugh at them. <laughs> and, and the Gaming Dads podcast, obviously GD podcast is open for everybody to listen to. We want the, the gaming dads to listen. We want non-gaming dads to listen. We want gaming moms and non-gaming moms and kids who you don't mind when they hear the F-bomb because we don't censor it. I like saying no. Fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> well, whilst we're on, whilst we're on shout outs too, let's not forget the merchandise is also open. Ooh. Yes, GD store. merchandise is open. Yeah, Where, where's what's the best link for the store? The officially oh, GD. Oh, it's uh right. We'll it's, we'll definitely link it in the podcast description. I have time to do that. Best way to find it if you're in the group is use the search function at the top of the group and just type in GD merch or just merch, and you'll find posts about it. Um, we're using an Etsy shop at the moment whilst we get the website worked on for an official website outlet. But for now. It's a stepping stone towards that. I'm loving. Thank you to all the members who've received theirs and posted pictures of it because you know it's great to see people repping the community. Yeah, and we just um, had another. We just had another raffle, which again, this yes. this is being recorded a couple of several weeks 
perhaps months before you're listening to it, but there will continue to be more raffles and more opportunities for people who mm. are still, uh, we hope anyway. Yeah, the last your... two, including the one that was just finished, where the first prize was for a Nintendo Switch, which Ooh. is great for any family. Love Anyone. it. But we also do runner-up prizes too, so it's not just that or nothing. Um, second prize is uh, GD Hoodie which are lovely, lovely. And the third prize is a t-shirt, GD t-shirt too. You can pick between whether it's a Gaming Dads one or a GD Podcast one, or one. we've got other, uh, you know, similar... Other designs. Yeah, nerd-related, uh, um, gaming-related things. Yeah. Again, open for the whole family. Yeah. But you definitely exactly. want that first prize. Everyone knows second place is just the first loser. Am I right, dads? <laughs> Am well, I actually, right? I saw some comments from people who were saying, I'd rather, I'd, I don't want the Switch, I want the, I want the boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next one is probably going to be a choice between a PSVR and Oculus Quest oh. too, which I can highly recommend. Thank you again to the anonymous person who sent me the Oculus 2. Man, it is fantastic. That's yes, awesome. It is. Yeah, um, there's going to be an interesting video. I thought, of, I'm not going to spoil it here. Actually, it won't be spoiled. So it will already have happened. Yeah, I'm basically I'm I'm gonna be uh, uh, what? (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) I'm gonna be basically doing a live video of me wearing mine and talking about the raffles. So and saying that you want one of these? Yes, you do. Oh, nice. I'm just hoping my wife's probably my wife's gonna film it. She's probably gonna take the piss, and I'm gonna be there talking to a wall or some shit. I was gonna say (laughs) she she may get a message from me that's like, I will send you a hundred pounds if you hit him in the balls with a mop handle while he's talking. Do it. Do it. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Just as long as I have one still functioning afterwards, I'm good. Hey, I can speak as a testament. One is all you need. <laughs> you guys can find us anywhere. Um, Red Circle is our home for the podcast, but we're on Apple and Stitcher. Shoot us a message at gamingdadspod at gmail.com if you have any questions or there's like a link that you've hit that's not working it'll give me a chance to investigate it make sure everything's on the up and up dude i did i had a really good time thank you for hanging out it's always good fun yeah yeah all right now now i've got a pee so it's time to go all right (laughs) thanks everybody peace out gg off the cuff off the cuff Thank you all for listening to the GD Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow Gaming Dads and the GD Podcast across social media. You can reach the show with the hashtag GD Podcast or at GamingDadsPod at gmail.com. For more information... Dad, are you recording? God damn it. That's the next song. I'll write that. It's off the cuff. (laughs) It's on. It's off the cuff. Some Some Aerosmith it's off the cuff. Cuff it, cuff it, cuff it. It's off the cuff. <laughs> we off the cuff. We off the cuff. Maybe talk about Dan Menzer. Maybe mention a red down once too. Definitely talk about stuff related to dance. Okay.
And it's Mike and Matt, baby. We are the cops. 